hey, let's get a job. This week, we're talking music photography with... Hi, <laughs> my name is Donna Distortion, and I'm a music photographer. Let me ask you, I guess, out of the gate, it feels like you basically shot everybody. So how did you get into shooting everybody? Music photography kind of found me by chance. I was always involved in music and from a very young age, I used to manage bands and always somehow involved in music. But music photography, I didn't even know that it was a career, like you can make a career out of it. Mm -hmm. Went to college for film and I, you know, I documented bands and did music videos and stuff like that. And then one of my friends was a guitar player of Gogo Bordello and I started touring with them, doing video, not, not photography. And we went to a festival that didn't allow me to shoot video. They were like, no, you don't have permission. You didn't get whatever. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I just had a kind of point and shoot camera that I took, you know, on tour. And I just, you know, take stills. And yeah, the rest is pretty much history. I just fell in love with it. It was a completely different medium than what I did, but um, I just love doing it. Yeah. I just went back home and got a better camera. That now is like a joke camera to me, but at the time... My first DSLR, and that was a big deal. It was a Nikon D6500 camera. Kit lens and all that. Rolls Royce of cameras at the time. Um, and I do believe in, you know, starting very small and in small steps to become better. So it actually worked well because once you master a very cheap camera, you know you can be better on a you know more expensive camera. I always say best camera is the one you have. What is it about still photography that kind of lights your fire more than, than video does? Still photography is, is more precise. I feel like you really need to go with instincts and being able to freeze one second is more powerful to me than video. I mean, I love doing videos. I still do videos. I do films and all that, but it's more targeted. And it, there's something very, very unique in photography, especially music photography. Mm-hmm. You have to just like capture that right second and convey so much emotion in it. I just love doing it. So. No, I mean, that makes sense. It's hard to find a good concert video that captures the live feeling. I mean, it captures that spectacle and just the, the sense of being there. Yeah, to me, video is more like documenting a scene or a show or a situation, while music photography is more artistic. And you have way more control over it than you would think. I like the process that I went through in a decade of becoming a better photographer. And a great example of it is I shot Coldplay within three years apart and exactly the same photo on the first year and three years after. And the difference is huge to me. Like you can really see how better I've gotten as a photographer. What were some of the differences that you noticed in your three years separation of shooting Coldplay? I was at the same angle, so it wasn't that, but it's a technical stuff. You know, it was more focused. I got, you know, he, he was running into a pile of confetti. Mm-hmm. So the image itself was very hard to take because it's a lot of movement. He was dancing inside of the confetti, uh, Chris Martin. And so technically it was hard to take because there was movement of the confetti and yeah. of him. And, you know, the camera goes in and out of focus in a situation like that. So, and we're talking split per second. It's exactly the same shot, but it's so much sharper. You can really see the confetti pieces mm-hmm. sharp. Just, you, you could tell. Yeah. <laughs> I know more what I'm doing or like how to focus on him when he was in the middle of it. The exposure was more correct, you know, stuff like that. Just stuff that you're you're picking up the more you shoot. Exactly. Let's keep going. So you're shooting your buddies in Gorgo Bordello and touring with them. Can I ask you about touring with them? What is that like? Touring with the band is harder than you think. People think it's cool and like all you do is like hang out backstage. And get, it's great and exhausting at the same time. I love 
what I love about touring is that you're in a new place almost every single day. Uh, especially when you're a tour photographer for a band, it's it's a lot of work because they usually use your photos for press. So like within the next day, they have to have the photos very early morning and it's happening every day. And, you know, you're under the pressure that you need to deliver, deliver good photos every night and a substantial amount of them so they can send them to different magazines. So for a band like Orca Bordello, they're pretty wild. Is it the same show every night? Most bands, you know, prepare for a tour and it's pretty much the same show every night. If it is the same, how do you keep it fresh or not present the same image that is being put out for every single morning? You know, a lot. Uh, you know, it depends on the venue, on the crowd. You need to go in, scout the room, see what's different in that room than last night. And mm-hmm. I mean, I try to give diversity of angles. So I will start, you know, close and I, I'll go in the balcony, I'll go on the left balcony. It's a lot of running, very intense physical work. And, you know, now bands these days want video as well. They want video editing. So like touring is a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, but it's not as fun as it looks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a job. It's just like playing, uh, being a musician is hard for the musician where people think it's like, oh, well, sex and drugs and rock and roll. And it's just not. It's hard physical work. If you're not in great shape, you will not be able to do it. You know, not a lot of sleep. You you need to go and edit the photos right after the show. So Yeah, it definitely feels like if the band is going to the after party, you're going into the edit suite and knocking that part out. There's an entire post process. But yeah, it's been all-nighters for me. And then in the morning, you have to be on the bus or be on the plane and move to the next place. For the photographer, it's hard work. Plus, you know, you have to a lot of time, not not with Gogo Bordello, but with other bands I worked with, you have to constantly take images of people and their insecurities. So they will be like, oh, get me from this angle. Or I don't want to get this, or I do want to, you know, people are very self-conscious about the way they look. Your job is to make them constantly look great. So no matter how they look, you got to make them look look fantastic. I worked with a lot of musicians, and I'm not going to say names, but that actually asked me not to post certain photos because they thought they looked horrible, Mm -hmm. or take down some photos because they thought they looked horrible. What's the approval process of something like that? So if you're working at the speed that you're working at, trying to get something done for the next morning to be pushed out, I mean, are you chasing the band members specifically around and being like, look at this, I need you to see this just to make sure that this is a good one? Or is it their PR person that's approving it? To be honest, it depends on the band and their process and how they do things. Uh, usually when a band hires you, they love your work, so they trust you. But, you know, usually they also have a person, like like you said, PR or management that is in charge of images. So what you will do is you'll give them as many images as possible and they will just do whatever they want with them. So they decide. Yeah. If you're with somebody on tour, the types of images that you're taking are more than just stuff that's on stage. You're getting behind the scenes, you're getting intimate moments. Is there a tension between capturing intimate moments versus making them still be cool or have that aura of rock and roll? They look cool on that stage too. too. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like there's any fear of the band being like, I don't want to be captured sleeping. They're usually very comfortable, especially if they hire you. Um, yeah, you know, most, most musicians are used to being captured and there most bands that don't want to be captured all times just don't have a photographer around and if they don't they're not in the mood of photos i'll tell you you know take a break but it, it rarely happens usually they're very comfortable and trust you to you know not make them look bad <laughs> it's a part of like that unwritten contract i think between an artist and a photographer is in your best interest to make them look good and they hire you because they know you can make them look good 
you remember there was a big uh, thing with Beyonce that this Getty photographer back in the day made her look really awful. To me, it's like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to make somebody look bad? If you're a photographer, it just makes you look bad because as a photographer, you should make people look good and feel good. To me, I want to make them feel good. So no headline is worth making somebody look bad. Well, it feels like if you're working in tandem, like you're part of that process for the band, then... Yeah, but I also shoot not for the bands. So when you shoot for a magazine a lot, mm. I'll get my photo in the headlines. And to me, that's exposure. I just don't see it that way. But it's just how I am. You know, some people would rather sell their photo and syndicate their photo to as many magazines possible and make that headline. I personally think that if you have that responsibility of capturing people's faces, trying to make them look decent. I mean, <laughs> if you're not friends with the band, like how do you become the person to go with them on tour? Well, tours are usually, um, you'll be hired by a company that, or somebody who knows you or your friends with the band. That's really the only two ways to mm -hmm. go. Going on tour is hard because most bands have friends that are photographers and they'll take their friends. I had a lot of bands that actually wanted me to go on tour with them and ended up taking their friends because, you know, the friends were like, well, they take me. And they did. And also the friends will usually do it for less money or for free. When you're a you know, professional photographer, even though it's fun, you're not going to tour for free. In music photography in general, people just don't like paying for photographers. I don't know why that is. Uh, <laughs> and it's very sad, uh, but it's not easy to make a living being a music photographer. And I'm sorry I can't deliver better news than that, but it's it's very, very hard to stand out as a music photographer and have it as a full-time career. I, I had a boss who always said, like, you're competing with that fucker on, on a Mac in a garage. How do you stand out against that fucker with a DSLR in the pit? To be honest, I never look at anything I do as a competition. I concentrate on what I do. Mm. How I put myself out there more than beating somebody else. You know, it, I believe that if you're good enough and you push yourself enough, you will get to where you need to be. I don't like to step on anyone's toes, you know, on my way doing it. And it worked for me because I think that I focused more within the years of really being the best I can be. And I think a big part of it is pushing yourself and showing people will not just find your work. And that I found out in the hard way. I was just like trying to be humble. I, I'm not a person who likes to push their work, but people don't know you exist. So if you don't show them that you, you know, that you work and you exist, they're just not going to know. So I, I changed my attitude about that. And that definitely worked for the better for me. I stand out because I do what I do 100% with honesty. I don't try to be the best. I never try to be the best. And I don't think I'm the best. I think that I'm good at what I do because I love what I do. And I practice the shit out of it. After I'd taken that camera for the first time, I never fucking put it down. I went to a lot of shows and I took a lot of photos from the crowd whenever I could. You know, a lot of venues don't let you. But I, I made no excuses for myself. I think that you need to really trust your instincts when you're a photographer. Are there things that while you're practicing, you're noticing are helping you develop that instinct more? The more you do it, the better you will get. That's just, just, just a fact. You know, there's a lot of technical things in photography. I never went into a photo pit and asked somebody next to me, what are your settings? And I hate when people mm -hmm. do that to me because they think that you should develop your instincts to know what the settings should be. And that's it. Uh, I do believe that you can take, you know, watch tutorials to see how Lightroom works, how the camera works. Yes. 
but you got to develop your own style. Like what I think is the most important thing as any artist is just to have your own style on focus. Just develop yourself as an artist. Then you will stand out and then you will just know what you're doing. So just go out and shoot because your first photos are probably going to be bad. You're going to get better. I took horrible photos in, in my first years as a photographer, but I never stopped and I never put my camera on automatic settings. Never. That's, that's I think, my number one rule and my only rule. Only manual. Besides automatic focus, which you pretty much have to do in show, live shows because everything moves very quickly. But any other settings should always be manual no aperture priority no automatic iso none of that you control the camera the camera cannot control you that's when you know you made it (laughs) not because of the amount of money that you made not because of how many magazines you were on the cover you will know you're a professional when you know how to take fucking photos (laughs) that's that's how i see it one simple thing that's it take black photos take blurry photos and you know i think that the thing is that when you go to shoot a show the pressure of taking good photos at a show where you don't know what's going on is so high that you got to know what you're doing. So practice, 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 and then focus on the show itself because it changes every show. So you need to be very ready for any, you know, situation. And if you don't think about it and you just do it, you will take better photos. Once that muscle memory kicks in, you're not wasting time thinking about your camera. You're spending time thinking about what's about to happen and how you need to capture it. You know, but I did and that's okay. It's natural, you know, and, and now I don't get nervous at all when I show shows, but I usually would vomit the night before every show because a you love the band that you're shooting so that itself is such a big pressure if you shoot for a magazine even more you're shooting a band you love you're so nervous you know being so close to them sometimes really i don't get starstruck very easily but just like there's something about like having somebody you love sweat dripping all over you that is just so exciting so you're nervous about that let alone you're nervous about that you need to set your camera and not shake sometimes i would be like shaking you know like a lot of my photos are still blurry and overexposed because you really you you know you work really fast and you're gonna mess up you're gonna mess up the jump shot you're gonna mess up you know a lot of things and sometimes you're like oh shit i just missed that and like you knew that you could have done better don't think about it enjoy it i don't go for the best photo or that moment i just do what i feel yeah you know a big compliment that i get a lot of times is that you can hear the music from looking at my photo that's exactly how i felt when i took the photo so that's probably why you can see it when you're feeling it and you're in the moment are you saying that it's more listening to what's happening as opposed to predicting what's happening yeah it's definitely insane. like i can't even tell you before they go into jump i know i know when they're going to jump i see it i can't explain it to you yeah. there's something about like the cringe that comes before so you know what it's being aware of the situation and that's instincts basically right i mean i always shoot with one eye open my other eye and that's something that i recommend people to train themselves to do to shoot with the right eye and have the left eye open and scouting so i always look at the whole stage with my other eye or the room but this one is focused on what i'm shooting so you develop those instincts when you do it a lot and you have to feel the moment if you feel the moment you know what's going to happen and if you don't know what's going to happen it's going to be a surprise similar to when you become familiar with music, you feel the beat of the music, you feel the moments and how it's happening. Your familiarity with the music that you're capturing, I would imagine helps you anticipate. Like you can tell where a jump's coming because you know where the kick is going to hit in order for somebody that wouldn't 
typically do something like that. Yeah, I think I have a good ear to music. Not everybody has those instincts. So I think the best thing is just not think about it too much. Yeah, just kind of go and do it. I always say just fucking do it. Stop thinking, stop overthinking, stop planning, stop trying to be original, stop trying to look like somebody else. Just do it. Just do it and develop your own instincts. My instincts are not your instincts. And the way I see things is not the way you see things. And what I like is not what you like. Well, I love that you're saying that if you're in the moment capturing the moment, you're not too worried about putting your own stamp on the moment because then it doesn't become the moment anymore. It's a false moment. In essence, your perspective on it for just just being there and capturing it is your stamp on it without putting a stamp on it. You know, when people tell me, oh, we saw this photo yesterday, we knew it was yours. That's a great compliment for, for a photographer because it means that you have your own style and people recognize your work. Yeah. Because I think that's what a lot of photography classes are missing, mm. focusing more on technicality. Like, here's how you operate a camera or here's how you should think. I don't want to tell you how to think. And that's why I'm really against watching too many tutorials. Because really, the most important thing is for you to enjoy the process and just, it's no difference in shows, you know, yeah. it's than any other form of art or photography. It's just you have something really cool going on in front of you, you know, so you're not shooting flowers or birds. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I feel like that goes hand in hand with what you were talking about. The best camera is the one, whichever one you have on, which means that the best shot you'll take is just the one you take, not the one you're worried about taking. Exactly. And you know, like I started on that cheap camera and still till this very day, you know, my favorite photos are taken on that camera. The more you learn how to operate your camera and bringing out the elements of it, the more creative you can be with your photography. So to me, the first thing you do is you learn how to fucking operate a camera. Just learn it. It's boring as hell. And it's kind of difficult because it's like math. You know, I hated math classes. I don't know about you. I did. I did. We're artists for a reason. A lot of photography is based on mathematical uh, equivalences, unfortunately. I just think that people get very impatient. But think about it. Like, if you want to play guitar, it will take you months and months of practice until you know how to play guitar. Nobody picked up a guitar and was Jimi Hendrix overnight. Same thing with the camera. You know, these are things that you need. You have a tool and you need to learn how to operate the tool in order to really channel yourself into it. So take your time and don't get defeated. Don't get demoralized. Trust me, you will get better at it. (laughs) It's a promise. So how did you first get your work in a magazine? After I went back from that tour, I started shooting all the time. And again, I didn't even know that there was a job called the music photographer. I did not know that it's out there. Were you just going to shows and just shooting just because? I didn't get that it's a job. Then, you know, with time, I started looking on music photos and I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's, you know, something that I would do. <laughs> so I started reading magazines. One of the first magazines that I've read was uh, Brooklyn Vegan. It's, it's an online blog that documented shows. I had tickets to see Sonic at Terminal 5 and I actually saw Thurston Moore uh, he's the lead singer of Sonic Youth at a bar by my house <laughs> true story and I was like why I have I have these photos to see Sonic Youth next week maybe I should ask to take photos you know of the show yeah very naive thinking I went straight to him and I was like hey Thurston I really love your band and I really want to take some photos at your show and he was like uh, okay here's my manager contact email them tell them I said it's okay I email her. She's like, all right, you're on the list with a photo pass. I'm like, what the fuck is a photo pass? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you know, because i I'd never gotten fo- an official photo pass in my life before that. I just literally took my camera to shows. Yeah. So then I go to the show. I get this cool sticker, <laughs> put it on. And there's a bunch of other photographers walking in the pit with me. I didn't even know there was a photo pit, by the way. They're like, they were escorting me there. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. and uh, we take photos. And after the first three songs, 
songs, we escorted out and I go out and the guy, the security guy says, uh, no, you can shoot the whole show. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because you know somebody really important, I guess. <laughs> you got the sticker. And then I started researching the whole music photography thing and uh, I saw it. You can shoot for magazines. It was very early on. So then after I was taking photos for a bit for myself, I wanted to shoot for Brooklyn Vegan. And I went to Music Hall. I bought a ticket to see Jack White with Wanda Jackson. They had a very special show. I don't know why. Instinctively, I thought I was like, this is the show. This is my chance. I went and I waited outside for hours and hours. It was freezing. I will never forget that day. I shot the show from the crowd. I went home. I edited the photos. I sent it to Brooklyn Vegan. And literally at seven in the morning, I fell asleep on my desk after editing the photos. I will never forget it. I woke up at 9 a.m. to the sound of the ping from my email. And he wrote back and he said, oh, yeah, we want these photos. And I said, you want them? Cool. I want to shoot for you. And he said, gladly. <laughs> Ever since. I shot for them for almost a decade. Wow. That's how I did it. Yeah. It's a lot of you doing the work and emailing other people, making contacts. Did you know at the time how photography charging worked? Look, magazines usually have already set prices. Mm -hmm. It's not very negotiable. With clients, yes. With magazines, no. So they will usually just tell you, you know, here's an assignment. This is what we pay for it. Do you want it? That's with magazines. You do not negotiate with the magazines. With clients, you will set your fee uh, and they will still negotiate. They love negotiating down always. That's the hardest part is to remember this is a business. You know, in the first years, I'm definitely not against shooting for free to build a portfolio. Uh, you need to know when to stop doing that as well. How did you know when to stop that? For me, you need to ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? I know that a lot of times because it's famous people, because you love the music, people will take advantage. They will. And you need to decide for yourself when to say yes, when to say no. People in the music industry definitely like free photos. It's a thing, you know, because they know we love it so much. They're like, you know, oh, yeah, now, oh, fuck it. Now people are like offering me free tickets, free this, free that. I'm like, no, yeah. I'll still shoot for tickets. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> if I love the show and it's sold out and somebody will give me a ticket, I'll do it. You have to be very, very honest with yourself at all times and ask yourself, what am I getting out of it? What If I take photos of this show, will it help me get another show? Will it help me develop connection with the band? But be very smart about not being taken advantage of because it's very easy to lose, I think, yourself in the process. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like if it's a career and you want to make money, free shows don't pay bills. I, I found myself to do a lot of things, not just music photography, to actually make a living. <laughs> no, I think that's a realistic depiction that like music photography is a niche genre in the photography world. Being a professional photographer is difficult enough that when you add in the subgenre of shooting for music and getting paid enough to live off of, it's hard. Taking advantage of it, I'm not joking. And I wish I had better uh, news, but it's true. It's a very difficult genre to make make a living in and, and ask any any music photographer, not just me. You will need to really push and branch out as an artist and do portrait shoot. Just shows usually will not be your main career. Yeah. Just being honest. Uh, even if you're great at it, there's just not no market for it because somebody else will do it for free. So they'll go with somebody. There's very there's a lot of disrespect in this industry, sadly. With portrait shooting, is that anything that you negotiate where you're just like, hey, I will shoot your live show, but I also want an individual portrait session as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Uh, look, another thing that I have to mention is that usually when you go on tour with a the band, they will own the photos. That's why I don't do tours a lot. I rather shoot for magazines that will not take your rights. Most magazines will, will give you 100% ownership of your photos. This is why I rather do that than do tours. Plus, you know, I like the diversity. I rather do a lot of shows than, than tour with one band because they will make millions of dollars mm. uh, selling your photos in their merch and you will not get any money. So I do also recommend you to do some sort of contract where you do get some percentage of merch. And you negotiate into the contract before you sign up saying that yeah, like... I'll say no and take somebody else. That's the truth, no matter yeah. who you are or who you are. When you start negotiating money with these people, unless, you, unless they really, really want you, most likely they will go to someone else. It's a difficult hurdle to get over of knowing that you can say no to these people and there will be other opportunities, but early on saying no feels like it's the end of the world. That's why I think you should be in a place where you're very comfortable to say no. Instead of being frustrated about it, ask yourself, what am I getting out of it? And if you're getting experience, good portfolio and pleasure, maybe say yes. Do I think that everybody should say no and change the way music photography is? Yes. Is that what's going to happen? Probably not. So like, I'm very frustrated about it, but there's nothing we could do about it. I'm interested in some of the extra avenues that you're talking about where you have lots of strategies that you kind of venture off into to build your brand, basically. Um, like, for example, you're wearing a rock and roll shirt that is part of a campaign that you're, you're doing right now. Correct. I do have my own brand. I have a clothing brand called Distortion Unplugged, where I sell things that are inspired by music and photography. Uh, and now we're running a campaign to help with COVID relief aid for artists. And we're selling this shirt that says rock and roll in different languages. Uh, and we're raising money to donate to Music Cares, uh, which is established by the Academy of Music. So, you know, I try to keep myself very busy. I build my brand early on. And I'm glad I did, especially now. <laughs> Can I ask you about, um, are there things that are in your bag of tricks that you like to capture that provide texture for the overall experience? For me, for example, I hate cutting the feet off, whether I do a close-up or a full shot. So I don't like the meat shot. So for me, I will try to position myself in a way of getting that. Oh, that makes sense because in the audience, you can't see their feet. If you take the picture with their feet, it gives you the perspective of being on the stage with the band. I love taking full band shots. Uh, another thing that I think is really important is to have the variety of lenses to capture whatever. I know a lot of photographers can say, oh, I left this lens at home because I didn't want to carry too much. Oh, fucking carry everything. You never know what's going to be in front of you. I'm going to push you to the back of the room and you'll have to take photos from there. Bring every lens in your possession. Be prepared for every situation. Blessings. Yeah. You can focus on the show. Have a nice, good photography bag that will support your back so you can have those heavy lenses. Easy access to everything. Practice switching lenses fast. You know, I have two cameras. I wish I had three. So you want to be ready for any situation. Yeah. Um, like, I know people can't see you, but you're, you're pretty short. Um, and I know you've talked about popularizing, putting a stool in the pit. Do you ever worry that you're going to get knocked over or does that matter? If it happens, it happens. I got knocked over a million times. People push you deliberately as well. Um, mm. I got bullied a lot in the pit. Elbows, people hit you with the lens, a lot of uh, hidden violence inside that one. <laughs> I broke stools, and, you know, you jump on your stool, you, 
you break it, you just keep going. Like, is it just something you just keep off to the side and like you just run and grab it? Or are you just stuck on the stool until somebody knocks you over? You're a little less mobile with it because you stand on top of it. So yeah, I take it with me into the pit. I clip it to my bag. It's a necessity in my case. It folds so you can easily throw it around if you don't need it. I get off it. I run. I position it. I go on top of it. Again, just like operating the camera, I got used to working with the step stool. I think it's a very handful tool. A lot of bands nowadays don't allow you to use that because it's dangerous and you can sue them, I guess. I don't know why. Or you're blocking or it's annoying to the artist. So a lot of times I'll tell you not to use it. A lot of tall photographers use it nowadays too. Really? Well, not fair. Because when I stand on the stool, I'm everybody else's height. So people do give me the looks, but I'm like, hello, like now I'm your height. Why are you angry at me? Like, I'm sorry, I was born short. These stages are really high. I mean, they can get to like, wow. I remember I shot Justin Timberlake and the stage was so high. You could like even three step stools, you wouldn't be able to capture the fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good tool. You know, it's just like wearing heels to a show, you know, why is nobody telling you taking your shoes off? Sometimes I'll, I'll do that. I will wear a very high platform shoes on top of my steps so to get the height look i'm short i want to get what's on stage i think it makes a lot of sense but where's your favorite position to shoot a band from like where's your go-to if it's a big capacity venue i love shooting the crowd with the artists it really depends on the venue. Luckily, I shot in enough venues to know what they are at this point. But, you know, a lot of people watch the band videos before to see what's going on. Unless it's a very, very uh, technically challenging show, like a very high stage or something, I tend to not look it up and see what I'm heading towards because I like the element of surprise. I don't want to know anything about it. I think it also helps, you know, taking better photos is when you don't plan it out. You know, I remember like shooting Roger Waters. I asked a couple of uh, photographer friends some questions because I was shooting for I think Rolling Stone it was a big assignment and the stage was crazy and there was so much going on well, you know you had this like gigantic uh, airplane and I knew that they maybe they'll want that so I wanted to know what side it's coming from you know so stuff like that okay I was on assignment don't kill me but uh I still truly believe that if it's a documentary shooting, you should not be prepared for it. Yeah. Explore and enjoy. Yeah. What do you prefer shooting? Do you like the big outdoor stadiums or small clubs? I personally love big stages more uh, just because I'm a sucker for a good uh, show, you know, with all the shabam in it. Again, really depends because like for seeing a show, which I do enjoy when I should, I love small venues. Definitely if it's a big band in a small venue, yay. Photos, obviously would want better lighting, it's more interesting visually when you have like five beams of light. I really tend to really play with, you know, my exposures and and colors and lights. And I love that. So you can definitely not get that in the small venues. A lot of times there's so much going on in the small venues, but you can't capture it because the lighting sucks. So I never complain about it because I do think that the show is for the crowd. But photography and visually wise, I definitely prefer nice big shows. <laughs> if a show has terrible lighting, or do you ever use a flash or you just kind of say, fuck it, this is the lighting, let's go with it? I never, ever, ever, ever ever use flash because it blinds the band why would you want to do that and it's distracting as fuck no what you see is what you get again documentary i'm not here to get the best photos i'm here to document the scene so if you get the best photos while well, you do it great but i once shot a, a band in the dark and the photos were dark and that's what it was so here are your dark photos <laughs> you know as a music fan myself that's what's important to me so i rather getting less great photos and enjoy one time
time I remember one artist let us shoot the soundtrack instead of the show. She wanted good photos, but she didn't want you to be distracted. So it was full light on and she was just playing the piano or whatever. But I was like, this, this sucks. I mean, great for me. I was with her in the same room. It was really amazing. But I was just like, this is so stupid because like, this is not the show. And we are writing reviews about the show. Why would you do? Why would you want that? For me, that was not the same. You're in New York right now. To be successful in the music photography industry, do you have to be in New York or Los Angeles or Chicago or something like that? Or can you do this from anywhere? Being in a big city is not to your benefit because a lot of people want to do it. The pros is that most bands do come here. So we get a lot of shows. The cons is that everybody wants to shoot the show. A lot of shows I had to, you know, share with other fellow photographers in my magazine or whatever. I always had to find somebody else to shoot for. So that's a bit challenging. So actually, I think being in a small city and travel for shows would probably be the best. What about with uh, venues? Have you ever worked for the venue shooting yeah. for them? The best and ideal situation is to be a house photographer for a venue because usually they pay and you get to see all the shows, but you're limited to that venue. So my advice is to try and shoot for as many publications as possible because what happens is I see a, a show I want to shoot and I just email all of them and say, who can I, can I shoot for you? 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 And usually I'll get my way. Sometimes I won't. And there will be a lot of tears. I remember I did not get approved to show one of Paul McCartney's small shows at Ivan Plaza. And I literally cried for 48 hours straight. I'm not joking. Yeah, It's a lot of heartbreak when you want to shoot a show and you don't get it. If it's as important to you as I mean, because for me, it's mostly the show and the music. More than anything, more, more than even shooting. I'm curious about their strategy. So email the bands as well. Uh, usually you will not get the photo pass because they will want you to shoot for a publication. There's very limited space in that photo pit and they only give it usually to big magazines and known magazines. So, you know, that's the strategy. Do as much as you can for as many as you can. Well, so you're basically saying by not putting all your eggs in your basket, you're writing to the venue, you're writing to the band, you're writing to the magazines. There's a potential then that you are at minimum triple booked by these three different things. Is there a conflict of interest in shooting all three of them? Sometimes I have shot for multiple at a time. And sometimes they will tell you, oh, you already have a photo pass. Great. Here's this and this amount of money. Give us some photos. Most of these outlets will one exclusivity. In my situation, I built a name for myself within the years that they knew me already. So it was easy for me to mix and match, <laughs> you know, so like if I was shooting for that, I would be able to say, hey, Rolling Stone, do you want a photo too? Great. And they would be okay with it. All venues would be okay with that. All outlets would be okay with that. Doesn't always work. With that said, try, give it a try because you, you will be surprised. Again, there's no rules in this. Email the band and they'll say, oh my God, we'll have your photos. Here's a photo pass. Come meet us. Here's the backstage pass and come have a drink with us after. And there's times where they would not even reply to your email. So there's really no rules. <laughs> but it seems like the most important thing is just getting that photo pass. Trying, trying, trying. And again, do not get demoralized if you don't get the answer you want. Put your ego in the trash. There's no room for ego in this industry. If you are like, oh, I emailed you five times and you haven't replied to me, you will probably be X from that band forever. You know, yeah. be humble, be nice and pushy. Yeah, you have to be a little pushy because if you are not putting yourself out there, somebody else will take the gig before you absolutely so you know a lot of people are like, oh you're not nice and you're a bitch you know what i'm not i'm super nice but sometimes i gotta get the gig so like what do you want it's like you can't always be nice yeah it's just business exactly 
Um, what's something that if you never had to shoot ever again, you'd just be more than happy to never do? Weddings, which I never did. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see weddings as like the slow motion version of a live concert? I love weddings to go to and get drunk. I don't like shooting them. Um, what haven't you shot that you want to? I really wanted to do, um, what's the name of that festival that I was supposed to go to this year, but I didn't, uh, the one in the UK, Glastonbury. Oh, Glastonbury, yeah. Glastonbury. So I would, I, I was supposed to go this year, which was the 50th anniversary of it, and I couldn't. Yeah, I really wanted to shoot Rage Against the Machine. They were also supposed to be reuniting this year, and I was, I, I saw them live many times, but I never took photos, so I really wanted to shoot them. Are festivals much different than shooting individual shows? Yeah, very different. Yeah, in every way it is. The best thing about a festival is that you get a lot of artists in you know a short period of time, which is fantastic. It's usually big artists as well, so it's great. Why it's not the best? Uh, you get a lot of them in daylight. They're very challenging, both physically, especially when you shoot to two magazines like I used to do. <laughs> I shot Dylan Vegan, which like every single band on the stage in Rolling Stone, which are a little bit more selective, and both of them wanted the photos, you know, the next day. Usually you need to make your way in the crowd because they don't like giving photographers any special access uh, or food or water. It's, it's challenging, hard work. I fainted a couple of times at festivals. I got injured many times at festivals. You just kind of plant yourself at a stage based on bands that are going to be playing at that stage or are you just like... I would like the better access just because, you know, a lot of times the magazine you're shooting for one, two bands that play at the same time. Yeah. You, you need to be on this side of the park or whatever it is. And then five seconds later at the other side of the park. And sometimes you will do it. You will run like a motherfucker to get that shot. And it's very, very stressful. It's very challenging. It's a lot of fun. But again, when you do it for many, many years, the excitement of just starting out fades you know, uh, I got kicked out of shows brutally by security people thinking that I was shooting from the crowd or sometimes I was shooting from the crowd, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but definitely got injured and I've been yelled at. I've been physically attacked. I had a security guy take my memory card and stepping on them, ruining them right in front of my face. Photographers mm -hmm. do get a lot of abuse. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Well, you know, I make the best of it over the years and I have my photos that I'm so proud of. You know, I have an amazing archive of photos that literally if I die tomorrow, I just I have something that I'm leaving behind and I'm super happy about it. Yeah, I feel like you should be. The breadth and the skill and quality of what you've captured is pretty amazing. Thanks so much. Well, let me ask you one final little question. What is something that you know now, having done this for a while, that you wish you would have known at the start of it all? You know, I shot for Brooklyn Vegan and Brooklyn Megan back in the day had the comment section. It had a lot of little trolls sitting at home telling you what a shitty photographer you are. Uh, that, that was just their fun. I've learned uh, you need to really develop a tough skin, I think, to be who you are and not letting anybody tell you how you should do things. Other photographers love telling you that you're rude, that you're in their way. I don't know what it is about people that love bitching about other people. Don't let anybody tell you who you should be and how you should do things. You know, if you're a good person, I do think that you have your standards of not being mean or rude to anybody. But you can't please people all the time. And don't don't try it. Don't try to have people like you. Don't let people with mean comments, you know, demoralize you to not do things. Just keep going. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's fun. I really enjoy doing it or I would not do it for so long. But, you know, I do wish I wouldn't take things to heart when I started, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, 
with time, I developed a very thick skin and I just let it go. Cool. Well, thank you for uh, honestly not giving me the pretty picture of it. You gotta be honest. Yeah. Realistic. Realistic, yeah. Yeah.